God is the rock of the ages, the solid rock that we build our lives on. And today I want to share with you a word that I truly believe is going to put a seed of faith on the inside of you. I believe this word is from God for you, for me, for this moment. So wherever you are, every lounge room, whack five people around you if you're in a lounge room and tell them, get ready for God to speak to you right now. If you've got a Bible, why don't you open it with me? And we're gonna go to Psalm chapter 42 and we're gonna read from verse four. And by the way, verse four, man, every Aucklander, every immunocompromised person, everybody who hasn't been able to go to any kind of church gathering in the last season of time, verse four is for you. But we're going to read verses four through six, and then we're going to preach. Okay. Psalm 42, verse four. My heart is breaking as I remember how it used to be. Anybody with me? I walked among the crowds of worshipers, leading the great procession to the house of God, singing for joy and giving thanks amid the sound of a great celebration. Anybody else like that? Your heart is breaking as you just remember how awesome it was to go to church. In verse five, the psalmist writes and says, why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise Him again, my Saviour and my God. And here's our key verse. Now I am deeply discouraged, but I will remember you. Now I am deeply discouraged, but I will remember you. Now I am deeply discouraged, but I will remember you. God, I just pray that as this word begins to resonate in our hearts, that you would give freedom to this message, life and spirit to this message, that in homes across the world, you would meet with your people. I declare a spirit of faith to be over this gathering today and that you would touch people everywhere with the seed of faith for whatever they're facing right now. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. The first time I ever felt truly overwhelmed I was about 26 or 27 years of age. We'd started running youth rallies for youth groups across Auckland and we would run these large tours of high schools with bands and dance groups. At the end of all the tour, we'd have buses coming from schools and buses from youth groups, massive events. They had large budgets, huge investments of time and energy. And this one particular rally, this one year, we'd gone big in what we were believing for. We were, were out there hoping this thing would be a success like we'd never experienced before. And as we're building up to this event, nothing went our way. Youth groups started cancelling, bus prices were increasing, the advertising budget was going north, production budget kept growing, and it just felt like the wheels of this event were just coming off. By the week of the event, we were staring down a significant financial loss and I had no idea how we were gonna make it through. We were working hard, we were selling tickets, we're calling youth groups, we're staying positive, but I found myself overwhelmed. I just didn't know how we were gonna get this thing done. 
And one day I was at my house in the middle of the buildup. We're touring schools. I'm working the phones. We're going for it, doing everything that we can. And in the middle of this crazy season, I found myself at my home alone. And I'm just thinking about everything that's about to come. I'm thinking about the event. I'm seeing nobody being there, the finances falling apart, everything going to custard. And it was just like this heaviness just came all around me. It was a struggle. It felt impossible. It felt like this weight was just all around me. And I remember lying down on the floor of my lounge, just sinking into this overwhelming situation. Well, it's a long story that I don't have time for about what happened next, but I just need you to know God did the most amazing things. At the end of it all, we did lose just a small amount of money, but nothing like we thought we could have. And God provided like honestly, like money and gifts and support just came out of nowhere. The crowds came, people found Jesus by every visible measurement, the event was a success. Very few people ever knew about the struggle that it was behind the scenes and God worked the most amazing turnaround in the middle of it all. Now, the truth is now, when I look back at this season of my leadership and I look at that challenge, it seems so small. The money, the challenge, the situation, so small that it is laughable to me that I felt overwhelmed by it at the time. I can't believe what a big impact it had on me. But the truth is that what's changed is not the size of that problem, it's the size of me. I've changed, I've grown from that day to this because of that moment because I stared down financial disaster and witnessed the hand of God from that moment in my leadership journey to this, I have never again experienced fear or worry about financial things. It took that crisis for me to discover the living power of our Jehovah Jireh. And rather than hating that moment, I thank God for it. Because whenever something financial ever comes up in my journey, I look back, I look back, I remember. I go back to that moment and I know, and I'm confident that if God did it then, then He can do it now. That one moment, which at the time I hated, has brought me a lifetime of blessing because for the rest of my life, I get to look back. I get to look back, I get to look back. As I've been preparing for this Sunday, there's been a song that's just been going around in my head over and over again. We sing it a lot here at Arise. And it's a song that goes, we've seen you move. Do you know the song? We've seen you move. You've moved the mountains. And I believe I'll see you do it again. You made a way. I don't know how this is sounding in your living room, but be blessed today. Where there was no way, and I believe I'll see you do it again. And what, what I love about the song is that it finishes by saying, I believe that in this moment, I'm going to see you do something powerful. But that's not how it starts. What the, the songwriter starts with is he starts by talking about what God has already done. He's saying to find faith for what is ahead, we look back. 
And I think this is sometimes where as God's children, we get this all messed up, we go wrong. Because when we're facing situations in our lives that are ahead of us, we fixate our gaze forward. We wanna make sense of what's in front of us. We want what is ahead to be clear. And we wanna find an answer for our problems by looking ahead. We're looking for clarity. We're looking for assurance. We wanna find that place in the journey of what we're facing where we can say, I know what I'm going to do. I have a plan. I have a promise. I have steps that are clear. The God of visions and dreams has showed me what is ahead. The way is certain. Man, if you have that in your life at this moment, it's great to have it. But if you don't, that's where you get overwhelmed. If your focus is on the future and the future is uncertain, then you'll come undone. If we're looking for faith in the future and we don't know or understand the future, if there's no immediate solution, if we're attaching our sense of faith to the fact that we're clear about the future, then we're gonna get overwhelmed by what we're facing in the here and the now. And those are the people I wanna preach to today because there are some people right now and you're listening to this message and you're feeling overwhelmed. I'm preaching this message today for people who are right now in the middle of something that is uncertain and unclear. For those who are looking towards the future and you don't know how on earth you're gonna make it through what you're facing in this season. There are people who are feeling fearful right now. People who are feeling afraid, apprehensive. You have no clarity. Somebody out there is facing tremendous pressure and you have no plan. For those of us who would feel right now like you just wanna lie on the floor because the heaviness is so great. The Psalmist wrote this Psalm for you and for me. He wrote this Psalm and he says about himself in verse five, he says, I am discouraged. I am sad. Another translation, he said, I am downcast. I am low. He said, I am overwhelmed by the storms and the circumstances of my life. And what got me as I was beginning to prepare for this Sunday and I began to look at the Psalm and the Lord began to call it to my mind is how the Psalmist doesn't mention any solutions. He never gets to a point in this Psalm, beginning to end, where he ever says, everything is okay now. He starts in the middle of a problem. He finishes in the end of a problem. No radical breakthrough, no suddenly answered prayer. But what he does is he orients his life in a new direction. Faced with what he is facing, he says in verse six, now I am deeply discouraged but I will remember you. In the NIV, in the New King James Version, and in most other translations, it comes across something like this. My soul is downcast within me. He's like, man, I am low. And then he says, therefore, I will remember you. I'm in this terrible place where I'm looking at my life and what is ahead and I can't see any way. So what I'm gonna do in the middle of this situation where I'm staring down chaos and disaster is I'm actually gonna turn back. Therefore, 
I, I, I need this in my life. Therefore, I mean, I'm standing in this situation and I can't change it. So I know that my solution is therefore I will remember you. The way I'm gonna navigate what I'm facing in my life isn't by getting a solution to my future, it's by looking to my past. God, You've already worked in power. God, I've seen You move. God, I've witnessed Your hand. We've seen You move. You've moved the mountains. And even though I don't know how this mountain's gonna move, I know that You are with me in this moment that I face. The key, my friend, to our breakthrough, to change how we're feeling in the middle of whatever storm we're facing right now is to use hindsight to look back and see what the Lord has already done. See, if you're taking any notes, can you write this down for me? Write this down. Fear comes by looking forward, but faith comes by looking backward. When we read the Bible, it's important for us to understand that there is a difference between having clarity for your future and faith that is in your heart. When we're looking for clarity to be synonymous with faith, then we're going to get overwhelmed. What we need is not clarity about where we're going, but certainty about the power of our God. And through hindsight, through looking back, remembering, calling to mind what the Lord has done, in seeing what He's already established, that's where faith comes alive. Your past is where you find your faith. It's not by looking forward, it's by looking back. Remember Revelation 12, 11? The Bible says that they overcame Him. That's the devil. The way they overcame Him or the way they triumphed over the devil was by the blood of the Lamb. And how many people know it's only the power of our God that is ever gonna give us the victory. We need Jesus. He's our victory. He's our hope. He's our triumph. But it also says they overcame by the word of their Testimony, their testimony. It wasn't by looking forward that they triumphed. It was by looking back and remembering what God has already done, what you've already made it through. What God did for you is what God's gonna do again. The truth is the only reason why we ever feel overwhelmed by what we're facing in our lives is because we haven't walked through it yet. It's, it's the moments in our lives that we're facing challenge that we're yet to walk through that we feel overwhelmed. And once we've walked through it, it then switches from something that has overwhelmed us to something that is going to futuristically inspire us. That means that today's fears are the starting point of tomorrow's testimonies. Today's fears are the starting point of tomorrow's testimonies. See, as I was preparing for this, I kept thinking about David and Goliath. Because in this incredible story of David and Goliath, we've got the entire army of Israel. There are thousands of soldiers and the entire army of Israel ran in fear from Goliath. Samuel, 1 Samuel 17, 11 says that Saul and the Israelites heard Goliath and they were terrified and deeply shaken. Not one soldier had the strength or the faith to fight Goliath. 
But then along comes David and the Bible says he is a boy. That means he's 17 years old or younger. And this is what David said. And I quote, the Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear will rescue me from this Philistine. We've got every other soldier of Israel looking forward, but David is looking back. He's saying, you know what? I've already taken on a lion and I've already taken on a bear. And each time I took them on, God gave me victory. And when I look back, I realised the lion was pretty scary and the bear was absolutely massive, but God worked a victory. And you know what? This Philistine, he's just the same as any other person coming against my God. God is with me. David had faith for the challenges of today because he was focused on the victories of yesterday. He's saying, man, I'm looking back. Friend, I believe that what God is saying to us in this hour, where the world is going mad, where everything is crazy, where there's so much uncertainty and turmoil and people right now are facing health crises, economic crises, businesses are going under. You're risking the loss of so many things. There's just uncertainty. There's just this pervading sense of fear and anxiety that COVID has just brought into literally hundreds of thousands of lives in the world. And I just feel like God is saying that as His people, we need to stop only fixing our eyes on what is ahead. And we need to get our eyes on what God has already done. When, when I first got set on fire for God, one of my first mentors was a man by the name of Winky Prattney, an incredible man of God, a New Zealander who has been used greatly by God on the global stage. And I remember driving down the road with Winky one day and I was just bombarding him with questions. And he said to me, he said, John, study church history. Learn what God has already done. Read biographies, read the stories. And so I did. I went out, bought a bunch of books and I read biographies over the next couple of years, next five years maybe on John Wesley, Charles Finney, George Mueller, Martin Luther, Francis of Assisi, John Knox, Evan Roberts, William Booth, Charles Spurgeon, Keith Green, so many others. And as I studied their lives, as I read their testimonies, as I read books documenting revivals that had taken place in different nations on earth, every story I read, every miracle I heard about, every revival that broke out, all the lives that were changed, they impacted me deeply. Something began to grow on the inside of me. I began to think in my heart, pray in my heart, if God did it for them, He can do it for me. If He did it before, He can do it again. And the more I understood the past, the more faith I had for the future. The more I understood what God had done, the more expectation I had for what is ahead. Friends, the prophet Isaiah prophesied to Israel in a time of national upheaval and of great difficulty, a time of many voices and many opinions, just like the one we're living in now, a time of fear, a time of turmoil, a time when everyone was trying to work out what to do. And this is what God spoke to Isaiah for Israel. And I have a feeling God's gonna use these two verses to speak to you today. Isaiah 8 verse 12. Do not call conspiracy everything these people call conspiracy. Do not fear what they fear and do not dread it. 
in verse 20, He then tells us what we should do. To the law and to the testimony. To the law and to the testimony. If they do not speak according to this word, they have no light of dawn. When everyone and everything around you fills you with dread, the Bible says two things, to the law and to the testimony. To the law, that's God's Word, and to the testimony, the stories of what He has already done. Church, what we need to give our attention to in this moment of our lives is to the law and to the testimony, to God's Word and to what He's already done. Because the Bible makes it crystal clear where we can find the faith that we need. And it isn't by a change of circumstances. It isn't by a delivery of some plan for everything that we're facing. It's Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. This book is the source of our faith. The future for so many people right now is hugely uncertain. Honestly, I'm trying to decide if we can even plan. Like, can we plan? The future is new. The future is uncertain. The future is out of our hands. But God's just saying, don't look forward, look back. If we, if we think that God's gonna just give us answers to every problem, if we're gonna think that God, because He's a God of visions and dreams, is just gonna make it really, really clear where we're going in the future. If we make Him a solely futuristic God, then we're gonna misrepresent who He is and we're gonna fail to equip ourselves for the seasons of difficulty that we will all face. We need to be careful that we don't confuse the God of visions and dreams with the God who makes our journey clear and safe. God never said your journey was gonna be clear and safe. He never said everything was gonna be easy. He never promised us that everything was gonna be okay. John 16 verse 33, in this world, you're gonna have tribulation. But friends, what we've got to remember is to the law and to the testimony. To the law and to the testimony. If if you're going through a crisis and all you're looking for is for God's voice to speak with clear instruction on a certain pathway of how you're gonna make it through, you're gonna miss the voice of God. To the law and to the testimony. Go back, look and see what God has already done. Look at what He's already outworked in your life because He's not the God of your past. He's the God of what is ahead. Actually, Jesus told us that we shouldn't worry about tomorrow. Not once, but multiple times. Jesus told us to live in the here and now, to focus on what God is doing around us, to look back and see and remember what God has done and to stand in the moment without needing clear answers and to know that God is with you. We live in a time with great challenges looking forward. I mean, honestly, there are so many things that are ahead. COVID, inflation, global economies, house prices soaring, changes. We've now got om, om, omni, Omnicon, Omnicon. I don't know how to say it right. Neither does Joe Biden. But at the end of the day, you know, we've got variants of this virus. It's a lot. 
And if we're not careful, we find ourselves studying news pages, carefully listening to press conferences, living our lives on an emotional roller coaster. Do you know what we do? We over-research the present and we under-research the past. Look back, remember, call to mind. Know what your God has already done. John, study church history. Learn what God's done. We came out of the recent COVID lockdown that we had in Wellington and we came back into our office and it was chaos. We'd had to cancel a whole lot of stuff. It had been really tumultuous and we were busy replanning because of COVID and there was so much uncertainty. And I remember this one day, it was a massive day, lots going on. Our team were really feeling it. There was that feeling of angst in the air. And we came into our team chapel and it was my first time worshiping with other real people other than maybe like my family on a Sunday morning or a few of it, or a few of our friends. And we came into the auditorium where I'm speaking right now and we had a little box drum and acoustic guitar and a keyboard and Ed Bamford Bryant, our youth pastor, was singing a song by Hillsong Young and Free called Hindsight. And I'll never forget it because man, we were fizzing on life just to sing a real song of worship with other real Christians. It was so Cool, but he started to sing. And as he started to sing, the song declares, I don't need to know what the future says because if the past could talk, it would tell me this. And then Ed's like, sing it again. I don't need to know what the future says because if the past could talk, it would tell me this. And then he's like, sing it again. And we sang it again, sing it again. And we sang it again, sing it again. I don't need to know what the future says. If the past could talk, it would tell me this. And then we launched into it like we dropped the clutch and the wheels began to smoke. I, my God isn't finished yet. If He did it before, He can do it again. So I'll trust Him with what comes next because the God I know is known for faithfulness. And friend, I'm just here to tell you, God has done it before, God can do it again. The same God of yesterday is the same God of today. And if you've ever experienced God's blessing, if you've ever known that God has brought you through something, if you have a testimony, if you've found Jesus, if you've known of His life, and if you haven't, here's His Word. For all of us, as we're approaching this next season of our lives, I feel like God is saying, we don't need to know what the future says. Because if the past could talk, it would be telling you, God isn't finished. He's got something greater ahead. I'm gonna work a miracle in your life and on your behalf, says the Lord your God. Says the Lord your God. I used to be a road cyclist and uh, my favourite ride uh, in Wellington is called the Paikokariki Hill. It's one of the longest steep hill climbs available in Wellington. One of the more easily available large hill climbs in all of New Zealand. And to get to it, I'd leave my home, I'd ride down to the sea, and then I'd ride a gradual climb upward for about 20 kilometers to the very summit. And then I'd drop two minutes down the steep side and then came the long climb back up to the top. And there's one corner. It's only about halfway to the top. But because of an illusion in your sight, you feel like when you get around this corner, 
you're going to be right at the top. Now, when you go around that corner, what happens is you find yourself looking at a summit that's still 50% distance away from what you've already climbed. And it seems like it's an impossible, impossible distance to ever get to that summit that you have to reach. And this is what I learned. When that corner's coming, before I get to it, I need to look over my shoulder. I need to see the ocean at the bottom of the hill. I need to look back and see how far, get that image in my mind. Because once I come round the corner, where I've come from is no longer visible, but where I'm going is now what I can see. And I need to realize the progress that I've already made. Because if I've already done that, I can do this. And I feel like God's saying to every single person here in this message right now, to the law and to the testimony, see what God has already done because He's already done great things for you. Know that you can get through what you're facing at this moment in your life right now. The Holy Spirit is literally beginning to move on the hearts and lives of people all over the world, all over New Zealand. In rooms right now, God is touching people. I want every person, wherever you are, stand to your feet. I want you to close your eyes. I want you to lift your hands to God. Father, right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, I speak to the spirit of fear, the most prevalent spirit mentioned in the New Testament. I speak to the spirit of fear and I bind its power over God's people. I speak to that feeling of being overwhelmed. We experience that when we over-research what we're facing and under-research what you've done. And God, I'm praying right now that you would help us my soul is downcast within me. Therefore, I will remember you. Right now, Lord, we remember you. We see you. We honour you. We thank you that you have power. So I declare over every life right now, peace and tranquility and joy and expectation. Call to mind where we are going Call to mind the certainty of Your Word and we trust in the knowledge of who You are that You will see us through every storm, every situation. You are moving and we acknowledge You.